Okay, Rabbi Sai. Mishnah over here reads as follows. Listen carefully. A very, very choshev lesson that we learn from Miskavaldiga Mishnah. Who are your oima? Right, this is Rebeleza Kapar. Right, he said the previous Mishnah and he's continuing with this Mishnah. Please put that away. Okay, where the Mishnah says like this. Hayeloidim Lomus. Okay, those, listen carefully Rabbi Saka, this is, we're talking about a very, very important lesson. Okay, Hayeloidim Lomus. Those people that are born eventually die. Bahamesim Lechoyos. And those people that, um, and the, the dead people are going to live. And the people that are alive are going to be judged. Let's just read the rest, and then we'll translate it. so let's translate the Mishnah and let's try to understand. I think there's a very, very important lesson that we can learn from this Mishnah in our lives. Okay, let's take the message from this wonderful Mishnah. So the Rebbe Kappa says, if you're born, eventually you're going to die. And if those that are dead are going to live again. Those that are alive are going to be judged. Therefore, to learn from other people, teach other people, and realize that the Rabbi Yisraelim is the Melech Malchem Lochem. He's the creator of the entire world, creation, and everything inside it. He understands, he's the judge, the witness, everything, and he will be the judge in the future. And that scary time, and that nobody, the Rabbi Yisraelim doesn't forget anything. There's no bribes, and there's no being biased, right? The Rabbi Yisraelim knows everything, and we have to realize that. Don't let your Yetzirah persuade you that there's any place that you could be safe. You cannot. Because against this will, against your will, you were born. And against your will, you will die. And against your will, you will be called for judgment in the future in front of the Melech, Malchei, Hamlochim, HaKadosh, Baruch Hu. So we're dealing, Rabbi Sai, with a mission over here. By the way, this is pretty much the end of Perek Dalit in Perkyovis, which is the last chapter, the last Perek in Perkyovis that deals with perfection of character, which is why this Mishnah, being at the end of this Perek, and we've spoken so much in this Perek about personal perfection, personal character building, that this Mishnah is sort of the culmination of everything together, being such an important idea for us to realize at all times what our life is all about. That's what is important. The Rav on the Batanura brings on this Mishnah, he says, Mishnah which means like this, that means that person has to realize is, that even if right now you're alive, you are eventually going to die. You know the famous story of a, obviously it's a marshal, of a guy that's wife was about to give birth, and he's waiting in the hospital, and she goes into the room, to the delivery room to give birth, and things start to get complicated. Doctors start running in, um, and, and, and things are scary. I can tell you as a personal experience, 
when you're waiting outside the room, when your wife is giving birth and things start to get serious. I had that with one of my children, actually. It was, it was really, really scary. The, the, the cord, the umbilical cord was wrapped twice around one of my kids and it was, it was, it was not poshant. Baruch Hashem. The baby started to breathe and Baruch Hashem healthy. Adayom Azeh till 120 Beis Hashem. But it gets scary. It gets scary when things start to get all nervous, like the doctors are walking. So this guy was waiting outside. Doctors started running in and started hearing alarms. Quickly get in, whatever. And he doesn't know what to do. He's not allowed in. I'm not allowing him in because it's an emergency situation. Can't just have a regular person in there. There's too many personnel and doctors and staff and whatever. So eventually after about an hour or something, he doesn't know what's going on. No update. The doctor comes out with a little bit of a sad face and says, okay, are you the father? And he says, yes, I am. Is everything okay? What's going on? Has my wife? What's with the child? What's happening? So they say to the child, they say to the father, listen, um, let's sit down for a minute. So he gets nervous. They sit down on the couch and he says, listen, your wife had a baby boy. It's wonderful. What's the problem? Why are you looking so sad? It says, your son was born with a very, very rare disease. It's a disease that he's born with, and there's nothing more I can tell you. He says, okay, one minute, one minute, one minute. Doctor, tell me, how many people in your medical knowledge survive this disease, this illness? And the doctor says, I'm sorry to tell you, no one has ever survived in the history of medicine this illness. We, we don't have, we don't have any medical, uh, facts. No one's ever survived. So he said, I don't understand. What, 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 what are you doing about it? Are you doing something about it? Is that medication? Maybe you could do something. No, there's nothing we do about it. We don't know anything. I don't understand. You're telling me that this is, this is telling me that no one's ever survived and you're not even like making in a, a breakthrough in medication to try and see how you're going to get the guy. What are you, what, what, what is this disease called? I never heard of such a disease before. Every disease you're trying to work out, like different ways of making it better. What is this disease called that you're telling me there's no cure? You know what he says? This disease is called life. Your son was born, and it's only a matter of time until he leaves the world. It's a it's a ticking clock that the clock eventually explodes and life is over. And that's what's happening in every single one of our lives. In every single one of our lives, we were born with the same disease. It's called life. The moment that we have it is the greatest bracha and the greatest blessing that we can ever have. But it's going to be over eventually. And if we don't utilize the time that we have to realize why we are on this world, why we were put on this planet, that's a whole different situation. The rab also brings down in the Batanura that if a person doesn't utilize a moment of his life, he's not really alive. He's not really doing anything for that life. Okay, the Gemara tells us the brachos yudchesem at base. The Gemara says rishayim afilu b'chayeim kuyemesim. Even when they're alive, they're called dead. Whereas sadikim, what does the Gemara say? Sadikim, even when they're dead, are called alive. What's pshat? How can a sadik when he's dead be called alive? And how can a rasha when he's dead, when he's alive, called dead? Zuk the Gemara in brachos yudches. Right, the, 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 it's also a medrash and kahelus rabber as well. Says the Gavaldi Gazach. What is the rasha doing? Russia's wasting his life. He's not doing anything. He's not actually building himself. He's not becoming close to Tashem. He's not doing any mitzvahs. He's not doing anything that's got any tachlis. That's death. You're not using and utilizing the life that Hashem gave you. That is instant death. Yes, you're alive. Yes, you're breathing. Yes, Baruch Hashem, your heart is pumping and every single person's heart should be pumping and pumping and pumping healthily till 120 years. But if you're not utilizing the opportunity that you have, you're dead.
In our life. Whereas a tzaddik, who may have left the world, he may not be in the world anymore, but his maisim tovim, his Torah, his ashbar, affected the Bria, affected creation, affected somebody else in the most amazing way. I'll give you an example. The Gemara tells in Rosh Hashanah Yudchas, everyone knows the Gemara, the Gemara says that on Rosh Hashanah, Sifrei Chaim and Sifrei Mesim are open in front of the Rabbi Yishalaylam. Sifrei Chaim, Sifrei Mesim. That means... The books of the ones who are going to die and the books of the ones that are going to live, right? Are open up. And there's also the Sfarim of the people that are baining him. Baining him. So the question is, what does this mean? First of all, what does it mean, Sifre Chaim and Sifre Mesim? If a guy's alive, I understand, he needs to be written down if he's going to die this year. Is he going to live through Rosh Hashanah or Chas Hashanah? Is he not going to? Why do I need the Sifre Mesim? Sifre Chaim and Sifre Mesim. There's the alive books and the dead books. Why do I need the Sifrei Mason? The guy's dead already. The answer is very simple. Because of what he did in this world could still have repercussions for hundreds of years later. We look at the Tzaddikim and the Gedolim. Oh, but we look at ourselves as well. And even look at your grandparents or great-grandparents. And what they left in the world. That they allowed you to be Shomer Torah Mitzvahs. They allowed you to have a connection to Hashem. To put on tefillin. To wash Negevasa. To wear tzitzis. To bench. To daven. To do all these beautiful things. It's in their schus. So even though they're no longer in the world. They're still gaining the schusim. That's why you have a Sifrei. That's why you have a Sifrei Mason. That's what the Mishnah is telling us over here. The Mishnah is telling us over here. But Ezra Kappa is telling us the greatest message of life ever. After learning a whole perik and a whole, basically, Mesachta until now of character perfection, of working on yourself, becoming a better person, knowing who you are, knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, working on your Yetzirah, understanding Yetzirah, can only be done if you realize that we're in this world for one time and one time only, we only get an opportunity to be here for a short time. We're not here forever. Yes, we would love to be here forever, but it doesn't work that way. We're here for a short amount of time and we're here for a purpose. We're not here stum. We're here to be able to work on ourselves, to become better people, to become closer to the Rabbi Yishlanim. And if we don't realize that, we have a din that we're basically dead. We have nothing. And like the Mishnah tells us over here, there's no way you can get out of this. The Rabbi Yishlanim forgets nothing. Everything you do will be remembered by the Rabbi Yishlanim. And you're going to be called after 120 years on din the Cheshven. The Vilna Goyen famously said, what is the difference between din and Cheshven? Din is what you didn't do. But also, Cheshman is what you could have done in the time that you didn't do it. That means, yes, maybe at that time you were Mavatl Torah. Let's say that time you didn't learn anything. Let's say you didn't go to Shachos. Let's say you didn't do whatever you were meant to do. So that's the din. You'll get a din for that. But there's the Cheshman. You know what the Cheshman is? At that time, what could you have been accomplishing and you didn't accomplish? Rabbi said, we're on this wall for a short amount of time. You know, I, I remember, I, 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 I always say this and it's true. I don't have a good memory. I don't remember things from my childhood. I remember like all loads of things. Some things I remember, something like stick out in my mind. One thing stuck out in my mind. When I came to yeshiva, I did not come to yeshiva to become a Rosh Hashiva. Contrary to popular belief. I did not come here in order to stay here. I came here for half a year. I had a job. I was making money. There's no reason why I had to be in yeshiva except for that's what people do, so why not? And I came for six months to try it out. 22 years later, here I am still today. But I remember having one thought in my head, and that was, Lemaisa, this world is 120 years. I know it sounds like a lot, but it's not. 120 years is not that long, right? And you guys have already finished 20 of those years, or almost whatever, right? Another 20 years, you'll be 40, another 20 after, it's only 60. So if you think about it, 120 years is not a crazy amount of time. I'm only here for 120 years. What am I going to waste my time on? 
I'm going to just go to work and make loads of money. And then what? And then what? Buy, buy a nice car, have a nice house, live a nice life, go on vacations. And, and then what? What do I do now? Is, is that really what life's all about? And I'm not saying don't work. And I'm not saying don't make money. And I'm not saying don't have a nice house or a nice car and go vacations. All of that is wonderful. We've spoken about that many times. As long as your key vote, as long as your direction is in the right way. But I thought to myself, what's the point? Don't I want to do something more meaningful in my life? And meaningful doesn't mean to stay in yeshiva and open a yeshiva. Meaningful, meaningful could be in, in so many different ways. It could be in your personal relationship with, with Hashem. It could be with helping other people. Or making an organization of a gemach to help Yidin. It could be tzedakah. It could be helping someone with a smile, a good morning. There could be so many things that don't even cost a penny just to help another Yid, just to help somebody else, just to make the world a better place. After all, that's what it's all about, right? That's what we're here for. Tikkun Amidah said the Vilna Gomer is the entire purpose why a human being was sent down to this world. Are we taking our mission seriously? It's the end of this month. Most of us are not going to be in a base Hamedrash like we were for the last year in the next few weeks. Right? We're going to be doing, whether in Israel, Chutzot, whatever we're doing, job, camp, whatever it is, we're not going to be in the same setting. And that's fine. It's good to work. It's good to be busy. It's a beautiful thing to work. That's why we're very, you know, if a guy wants to leave early and he's got a job, wonderful, because it's good to be busy and have a job. It's very important. But remember what direction you're going. Remember that every day is a day that you'll never get again. Every moment is a moment you'll never get again. Every hour is an hour you'll never get again. If you lose an hour, if you lose a day, yes, the next day in Mitzvah will be better. But just recognize that you lost that day. When you wake up in the morning, wake up and say, I have a fresh piece of paper, like we spoke about two Mishnayas ago, fresh piece of paper that you write on, it's so geschmack to write on. Every day is a fresh piece of paper. Every day is a new opportunity. Every hour and every moment is an opportunity for growth, for closeness, and Yiddishkeit to become better and more meaningful for us. Like the Mishnah tells us over here, Dasha There's no way you can get out of it. You died, you were born, nobody was asked to be born. I want to show by the way, before we came down to this world, as it is Mufurish in a Mufurish A.B. Rottenberg journey song, is we didn't want to come down here. Nobody wanted to be here. Neshama is a beautiful song, and it tells us that the Neshama doesn't want to get down to this world because he knows that this world is full of struggles and challenges. But ultimately, the Rabbanu says, you need to go there. Your tikkun is to go there. You need to fix things up. Off you go. We weren't born with our permission, with our will. And we're not going to die either without, you know, with our will. We're going to die against our will. At least make the opportunity when we are here to realize we're here for a purpose. We're here for a greater goal in mind. We can all accomplish. Every single person can accomplish. Every moment that we are here in this world is a mokum of Asiya. As we said, the difference between a malach and an, an Adam is a malach as an oimid. He stands. He doesn't have anything else apart from his one specific mission. When he finishes the mission, it's all over. Well, us, we are in hoylech. An Adam is constantly going. That's why... When a person leaves the world and you light a candle, why do you light a candle? It's cute. To light a candle, but mock the neshama? No. Because a candle, a nair, a flame, represents the neshama. A neshama is always soaring for greatness. A candle, if you look at a candle, you watch the candle, watch the flame, it's constantly flickering, and it's flickering upwards. Because every neshama of ours wants to go up. It could be that our guf, our body, sometimes contradicts that. And says, no, right now I want to do something else. That's contrary to my neshama's want and kavana and beliefs and goals. But we have to realize our neshama is more important because our neshama is nitzchis. Our neshama is forever and ever and ever and ever. And what we build in this world, apart from having a beautiful olam and enjoying our lives and feeling fulfilled and feel satisfied, wherever we are, whatever we do, we're also allowing our neshama to, to reach its full tikkun because eventually after 120 years, like the Mishnah says over here, you will be called to din v'chashman.
And you're going to have to answer for every moment that you were in this world, for everything you ever said, for everything you ever saw, for everything you ever heard, for everything you ever thought. It's all coming out. The tape recorder is being is recording. The video is going to be played, and it's going to be really embarrassing if you don't have the right answers. We're not expected for anyone to be perfect. We all fall. That's fine. We're meant to fall as long as we get up again, as long as we keep trying. When we show the Rabbi Shalom, we're going to try. We're going to do it. Is it hard? Yes, it's hard, but that's fine. That's what it's all about. Lefum Sarah Agra. According to the pain is the reward. If you do that, I guarantee you, Rabbi Say, forget about Olam Abba. Even that's what the mission is talking about. I'm talking about in this world. You're going to feel satisfied. You're going to feel fulfilled. You're going to feel happy. You're going to feel amazing. And of course, for the eternity of the rest of your existence and the rest of the existence of Olam Abba, every single person, Be'ezah Hashem, should take this Mishnah to heart. Last Mishnah in this parak, which is a Mishnah that's saying, it's a little bit of a morbid Mishnah, but it's a Mishnah that's important. It's a Mishnah I want to leave everyone with, Be'ezah to realize that we're here for a purpose, to realize that we're here to do, that we can accomplish every single one of us. Yes, we have our days, sometimes it doesn't work out. You know what? The next day is going to be great. If yesterday was bad, no problem. Don't make the next day bad after that. The next day will be even better, right? Don't look at yesterday and say it was bad, so today is going to be bad. Every day is a new day, a new opportunity. Rabbanishim should give us all siyata dishmaya. The kavaldik siyata dishmaya to have a good life, to be geshmak, to understand that every moment, to utilize every moment. And if the Rabbanishim sees that, then he will reciprocate by giving us so much bracha and atzlocha in all of our lives. Amen.